Within almost any industry or field, it can be easy to feel dissatisfied, trapped, or otherwise locked into the same career path, regardless of your personal goals. Which is why serial entrepreneur Jeff Hittner founded Your Project X, a social venture dedicated to helping people rediscover their passions and build careers they love. At the end of every sort of journey, I realized I had been asking myself the wrong question. The whole time I kept going, is this what I want to be when I grow up? Do I want to be a consultant? Do I want to be the founder of this company? And, and when I look backwards, kind of in hindsight, I realized I was actually always answering a different question. The question I was answering was not what I wanted to be in the world, but who. Using his many years of experience as a consultant and change maker, including founding IBM's corporate social responsibility consulting practice globally, Hittner helps young professionals break free of their old definitions of work and move in a new direction. Hittner sat down with Ivy's thought leadership manager, Kay Soren, to discuss the twists and turns of his own career path and how to develop the skills to make the impact you want to make. This episode is brought to you by Emerge 212 Office Space Elevated, New York City's premier operator full-service office suites. Emerge 212's fully furnished offices are sleek, sophisticated, and high-tech. Perfect for seasoned entrepreneurs who want to put their best foot forward, companies seeking to launch a New York City team, or businesses looking to secure an address in the city with virtual office capabilities. With locations near Grand Central, Rockefeller Plaza, and Columbus Circle, Emerge 212 enables companies to elevate their meeting and business experience through high-end, customized spaces. So your business can focus on operating, not operations. To begin working out of Manhattan's premier office space, or to reserve a conference room for an upcoming event, visit Emerge212.com. Mention Ivy and you'll receive two months of complimentary rent on a 13-month lease. Please enjoy our conversation with Jeff Hittner. Hi, we're here with the Ivy Podcast with Jeff Hittner today. Jeff, could you introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about what you do? Sure. Thanks, Kay. So my name is Jeff Hittner. Uh, I'm the founder of Your Project X. Um, Your Project X is a company that we launched this year, uh, which helps people uh, essentially to rediscover their purpose uh, and launch the business that they've always dreamed about or change careers uh, into something uh, that is both fulfilling and connects with who they are in the world um, and helps them escape from what we like to call their soul-sucking jobs. Well, that sounds like something we desperately need in the world. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, about how many people have you been working with? Oh, oh I mean, we've worked with uh, hundreds so far. I mean, if you include all the different programs we've been running and, and pilots that uh, go back several years, um, we run a career change program that meets one night a week after work uh, for four weeks. And we run an entrepreneurship program that meets one night a week after work for 10 weeks. Uh, the whole point, and I'm sure we'll get into this uh, in more detail uh, about these programs, is that we don't expect anyone, or, nor do we want anyone, to quote-unquote jump off a cliff to uh, make this big transition. Transitions are that much more ominous and difficult for people um, when, they're, when they're viewed from this lens that they have to happen in a heartbeat. And so our programs are meant for you to continue with your day job or continue with your daily grind as you work your way into that big transition that you want in your life. And it's really to help people find what they're meant to be doing in life? 
Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of finding um, like your purpose and the work that will serve that purpose, um, as well as uh, building the supportive community that you need um, to take those types of risks and to put imperfect ideas and products out into the world. Because to find your purpose, and I know we'll talk about this more um, going forward, but to find your purpose is something that is messy and is something that is scary and something that um, comes in fits and spurts. Um, and so you need community in order to enable you to be successful at it. Well, let's start at the beginning then. So what inspired you to, to start this organization and, and how did you get involved with purpose and career change in the first place? <laughs> sure. So, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I think from, from, the my earliest memory as a child, uh, people would ask me like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Um, I had no idea then, and I still don't have a good answer for that question. <laughs> and so, you know, this this company and and these programs are an extension of the journey um, that has brought me to some definitive answers, but not that one. Um, and it, it started, you know, I was um, after college. Uh, I worked in the internet for a couple of years and just had the sensation that um, there was more for me to understand and explore and experience in the world. Um, and I had never traveled abroad because I was an elite gymnast for 15 years. So I called up my university and said, I don't know if you get this call much, um, but I've already graduated and I want to study abroad. And I told this uh, professor all my different interests and he pointed me in the direction of this uh, really fascinating university in Belgium called the Catholic University of Leuven. And uh, so I, I quit my job and I moved to Belgium and I got a master's degree in cultures and international development. And while I was there, I knew that that was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. And then as soon as it finished, I was still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, right? So I decided I wasn't done um, exploring and experiencing the world. So I moved to Spain and I learned Spanish from scratch and, and I taught English in the public schools there. And in those moments, in that time, it was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. But then I realized as uh, like a year, year and a half came up, um, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I decided to move back to the US. And what do people do when they don't know what they want to do? They become strategy consultants. So, <laughs> so I was a strategy consultant at IBM um, and very quickly realized that the type of work that uh, the type of clients that I had was not the work I wanted to do in the world. And I ended up um, changing or transitioning again and, and founded IBM's corporate social responsibility consulting practice globally um, and was at IBM for about six years doing that. And during that time, because uh, CSR or sustainability was a relatively new concept, uh, at least in the business world, um, I did a lot of work teaching um, and a lot of work with university students and a lot of work coaching um, groups and organizations on what sustainability was and how it was strategic. And I found, wow, I'm really like passionate about this. This is really interesting. Um, uh, fast forward, you know, I felt like I had kind of served my purpose at, at IBM and I moved on to uh, a two-person startup, um, which was working around uh, major sustainability issues with Fortune 50, Fortune 100 companies. Um, I lasted about... Um, uh, a year there, um, and then uh, started transitioning into my own company. So I founded a company called Ethicus, which was the first ever online and offline community of ethical consumers and small businesses in New York that shared their values. 
Um, it was awesome. I had so much fun. Um, we grew the community to about 5,000 New Yorkers and 400 small businesses, but it was missing just one thing. What was that? Oh yeah, revenue. So we actually um, were completely successful building a community and completely not successful building a sustainable business. So that was one of my big sort of first failures in my mind um, as a business entity. And from there I went on um, to do some teaching. I founded the help. I wrote the curriculum for the Bard MBA in sustainability, was the leadership professor there. Um, and then I ended up um, founding um, this company or Project X after spending about three years building programs all across the globe uh, for young people, um, career change programs, uh, discovering your career programs, and even programs for people that had dropped out of school. Um, and the moral of all of this is not that I change careers all the time, but that <laughs> at the end of every um, sort of journey, um, I was I realized I had been asking myself the wrong question. The whole time I kept going, is this what I want to be when I grow up? Do I want to be a consultant? Do I want to be the founder of this company? And, and when I look backwards, kind of in hindsight, I realized I was actually always answering a different question. The question I was answering was not what I wanted to be in the world, but who. I was answering the question in terms of how I wanted to develop as a human being. I was answering the question in terms of the experiences I wanted to have, the impact I wanted to have on people. And um, with that in tow, I've really like never asked myself again, what do I want to be when I grow up? So I don't actually call myself a founder or think of myself as a founder of a company. Um, I just think of myself as, uh, you know, like this is the work that, that connects with the who I want to be in the world. Um, you said it's not about what you want to be when you grow up, but who you want to be. So who are you now? Who is this person who's running your Project X and, and what's the work that you do? Yeah. Um, so um, uh, the person is a dad. So I'm a new father. Um, that's part of it. Um, I um, am a person that really like connects with um, bringing people together so that I'm not the person um, like solving their problems or advising them, but they're discovering that they're the people that can solve the problems for one another. Um, that um, I'm, I'm, you know, the person who I am is also the person that, um, you know, it happily goes out and finds as many mentors as I can for myself, knowing that I always need support. Um, and I'm also the person that's sharing my mentors with, everyone else that comes up with a question or a challenge that they have. Um, so, you know, I sometimes uh, to play the role of executive coach, um, which I do for uh, several global CEOs. I sometimes play the role um, of uh, advisor uh, to organizations. But what I really want to play the role is um, to people that are looking for ways to sort of spark that purpose and spirit in themselves. Um, and just kind of act as a bit of a role model and, and someone that can listen to them as they go through the challenges to make that happen. That's awesome. And I think that's very much what you're doing uh, here for us at Ivy as an Ivy thought leader. Um, and we had an incredible event where members got to uh, explore some of your micro experiments and learn what it would be like to be at your Project X. Um, before we get more into that, I, I want to go a little bit deeper into um, 
why people are changing careers and, and why there's a need for an organization that helps people find their purpose. Sure, sure. What specifically do you want to, you want to understand sort of um, why they're changing careers? Yeah, yeah. Why are people changing careers so much? <laughs> Uh, there are lots of different reasons. Um, one of them uh, I know I like to talk about is that um, for the, in, in many respects, it's not out of choice, right? It's the fact that the world is changing so fast um, that we're not keeping up. Um, but at the same time, businesses aren't keeping up. They're not providing their end of the bargain for us as employees, right? They're not providing us with um, lifetime employment. They're not providing us with training. They're not providing us with benefits. They're not providing us with the tools to thrive in a world that is changing constantly. So what does that mean for us? Whether we are 25 or 45 or even 55 or 65, it means that we um, sort of need to find opportunities for ourselves to grow, to answer that question that I talked about earlier, the who I want to be in the world, because no one else is going to be determining that or supporting us on that um, anymore. And it's really interesting because the way the education system works, it's still fundamentally set up to like train you and, and kind of um, put you through the, as a cog in the system, put you through a system that uh, provides you with this like long-term path and long-term career. And that doesn't even exist anymore. So um, the irony is, you know, people are graduating with uh, $100,000, $200,000 of debt, um, and it's not going to guarantee a set of skills that will last more than three, four, or five years down the road. In fact, an unbelievable statistic uh, that comes from the World Economic Forum is that essentially two-thirds of young people, let's call them middle schoolers by now, two-thirds of middle schoolers, by the time they graduate university, um, will be working in jobs that haven't even been invented yet. Um, and so when we think about a world like that, we need to think differently about what career means and why we change careers. Um, so I think there's a lot of um, sort of uh, history to why people are changing careers, that the promise we've been given, particularly as we lay down money for education, is not being fulfilled. Um, but also that if we are going to keep up uh, in the world, if we are going to provide ourselves with um, the, the security, uh, the challenges, um, the health, um, we need to change careers and find opportunities for ourselves to make it happen. And would you say that there's a specific type of person who's changing careers? Who does this apply to? Yes, I would say the specific type of person is everyone. Um, <laughs> you know, I honestly, in my programs, we have people as young as 23 and as old as we've, well, we've definitely had several people in their um, mid to late 50s. And I'm actually happily um, looking to build a program for people that are transitioning um, from a career in their mid 60s and aren't ready to retire yet. I mean, it's, it's just, it's everyone because we're all running into these sorts of challenges at different points in our careers. Um, I think we can, we can talk about what the sort of stereotype is at, at each sort of moment in the career. So the youngest folks that are coming out of college and have this expectation that they can change the world and do all these things, and then they run into this brick wall called um, the, the sort of the economy of today. And within uh, six months or two years or five years, whatever that number is, they realize that they're not affecting uh, change the way they want. 
and they're not really living the lives that they want. And so that's sort of one category of, of folks that um, are seeking to change careers and change jobs. Then you have folks um, that could be sort of mid-career um, and they uh, are changing uh, jobs because they're, first of all, they're not getting the training and support that they need to fundamentally grow in their careers. Um, and they're not seeing um, themselves doing this the rest of their lives because they're not being rewarded for it uh, intrinsically. Uh, and I'm not talking about extrinsically financially. I'm talking about like waking up every morning with this sort of soul sucking feeling in their stomach. And then you have people that are sort of uh, late career changers, so that are changing career in their 50s. And that could be for any number of reasons, right? It could be because um, they've sort of uh, aged out of a set of skills that are no longer necessary for one type of career um, and um, either have been asked to leave or are anxious to find opportunities in new areas that they want to develop skills in. So all sorts of age groups, all sorts of different reasons. And what about like personality traits? Is there specific personality traits that make people more likely to change careers? Um, so yes and no. Again, if you change careers, that's not of your own volition. If you get laid off, then no. And that's happening just as much as it isn't. But um, for the people that are choosing to change careers for themselves, um, the, the number one personality trait is courage. Um, and I'd say a very close second is a support network. Um, because it is unbelievably scary um, to take that leap, right? I think it's scary uh, because we are constantly bombarded with bad advice around careers. Um, some of my favorites are like, pick a path and make a plan to get there, right? Well, that's useless in this like 21st century economy because everything changes so quickly. You could create a plan for yourself, a path for yourself, and your industry could disappear in five years. Right. Another one would be stay in your job for at least two years. That's a piece of advice that people think is necessary in order to look good on your resume. I've seen no evidence of that. Um, another one <laughs> that I like to joke is become a lawyer. Anyone whose parents have told them to become a lawyer, um, we it's it's definitely one of there. There are a number of sort of top industries that people are leaving because they're unhappy in their industry, and that is definitely at the top. Um, and then other types of advice that I think is really bad advice I like to joke about, um, but there's a seriousness to it is I'm sure people have heard a version of this one, which is there's a really great market for coders. Um, you know, something to that effect that, oh, you, if you just learn technology, that's not why you should become one, right? That's not why you should become a coder, right? You should become the thing that is both unique to you and truly lights a fire under you that no one else in the world can provide. And that's connecting more with purpose. Um, we really need as individuals and as a society to put a, a much more critical lens on the career advice we get from folks. Um, but generally speaking, um, what I've seen sort of as a, um, as a trend is people are leaving all sorts of different industries. So um, in the programs I've run, the top industries people are leaving are um, financial services. Now you gotta remember this is New York City uh, that I work in predominantly. So financial services is a huge industry here. Uh, financial services, um, uh, um, uh, media and entertainment, another huge industry uh, in New York, uh, consulting, um, and then actually nonprofit. Um, and uh, nonprofit, most likely because they're not providing the type of training that's needed to advance your career, 
media and entertainment. There can be guesses that it has to do with a lot of people are working sort of without benefits in that industry. Uh, consulting, a lot of people are doing consulting because they're not sure what they want to do. Um, and finance, there's a whole host of reasons. Um, but um, this all sort of winds back to your question about, um, you know, what are the personality traits of, of career changers? Part of it is personality trait and part of it is um, kind of what's happening in the industry that, that they're engaged in. But without a doubt, um, you're, you're going to need courage to change careers. And if, if that wasn't true, we wouldn't have your Project X. We wouldn't be running programs for people um, to find one another and realize that like when they um, uh, hear advice from parents or other bad advice from folks that are to the effect of like, why would you change jobs? You already have a job. Um, they realize that they're not alone. There are other people like them going like, I, I don't want to wake up like this anymore. I don't want to wake up with this sort of sadness or this feeling of, of unfulfilled potential. Um, and when they run into other people that, um, have that same story, they're, they're nodding their heads in agreement and they become much more capable of creating change for themselves. Um, I'm interested, I guess, in exploring a little bit, you were mentioning some paths that people are definitely leaving more than others, you know, nonprofit financial services, uh, consulting. What is it about these careers, um, that they aren't giving people what they're looking for? Um, you know, a lot of it is, um, I, I, I wouldn't put it necessarily that they're specifically not giving them what they're looking for, but, um, these individuals are inspired to do stuff that's more meaningful for them. Um, so one part of it might be just the industry in general isn't as empowering. Um, so you're not empowered to take a leadership role. It's more hierarchical. Um, Another reason, as I mentioned, with some industries, particularly nonprofit, they're not providing like the sort of the the vision of what like a a a growth strategy looks like for you as an individual. They're not providing training. They're not providing like here's a path to you becoming an executive director of a nonprofit in the future. Again, these are all generalizations. Um, and again, um, from the standpoint of other industries like media and entertainment is a huge freelance industry. So no one's being provided um, or very few people are being provided with the benefits that they need to um, live a, a healthy life. So they're much less tied to that, to those opportunities. Um, and then, you know, other industries, if it's consulting, I mean, consulting is an industry uh, that involves a lot of travel. It's an industry that involves a lot of impact on lifestyle. Um, and I think um, for most of us today, we've realized if we're not going to get the promises guaranteed to us or guaranteed to our parents around job security, well, then we're not going to put up with a lot of the sort of uh, negative aspects of different industries and different careers. And for some, that might be travel if, if it's a consulting industry or, or for others, it might be 20-hour workdays if it's crazy hours in an investment bank. Um, so it's all of these things that might have been put up with um, uh, a generation ago or not even a generation ago, maybe like 10 or 15 years ago um, without the sort of guarantees uh, that came with those sacrifices back then, people are much less likely to um, want to make uh, a commitment to something that's that demanding. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, what about what you were saying about, uh, you know, pressure from families and, and needing to have courage? What are some of the biggest obstacles that people face when they decide they do want to change careers or find their purpose? Uh, I mean, one of the biggest obstacles is that it's messy. Um, you know, it's, it's not an easy process. As much as I uh, kind of told my story at the beginning of, um, you know, these five or six different career changes and moving to Europe and, and then moving and doing strategy consulting and then starting my business, like that glossed over the big gaps that existed between each of those uh, you know, opportunities. Um, it can be scary. Uh, transitions are scary. Um, and you know, if you, um, again, if you don't put yourself in, um, a position to, uh, have supportive people around you, you, you by default may end up with people around you going, that was crazy that you just left your job. Like, why don't you go back to it? And then putting yourself into a, backing yourself into a corner where you feel like that's your only opportunity. And you already know that that's not what you want to do. And you would feel like you're failing yourself. Um, and so it's really about um, making sure that you find um, the the support and um, like the process to move forward in a way that that works for you. Of course. Um, what do you think about when we're talking about career change? The reasons why people do it. You said a lot of people do it to find their purpose or to find, you know, a lifestyle that maybe works better for them or because they don't feel there's growth or opportunity. Um, could you tell me a little bit more about those reasons and, and particularly about finding your purpose? What does that even mean? Yeah, sure. Um, what's funny. Uh, the first thing I, I like to tell people is that um, for starters, your purpose is never going to be found in your cubicle, right? Um, and it, it can be a really overwhelming effort um, to acknowledge that. Um, and that the time and money that you've invested in your career or the career direction you've kind of moved in so far has run its course. Um, but it, the problem is, is when you do that, it's going to open up a million questions for you and none of them are going to have very definitive answers. Um, and, you know, it's funny, we were just talking about it. Like when, when you realize that it's your purpose is not going to be found, you know, at your desk um, and these answers start bubbling up, you kind of have one or two options, right? You either retreat um, like from this unknown and, and um, kind of just sort of settle um, or you um, take a, take a chance um, because you realize that unleashing your unique and truest potential into the world is a gift that, that only you can offer um, and that it's really worth sort of following the clues. Um, the immense challenge with purpose is really that it comes with risk. Um, you know, it's funny, they have in, they did this a really fascinating uh, interview with elders, so people at the end of their lives and asked them what they would do differently. Um, and they said there was basically three core things that they would do uh, differently. The first is reflect more. Uh, because they often only reflected during a crisis. Um, and the second was they would actually take more risks and be more courageous, particularly around work, since um, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is at least 60% of your life is, is at work. Um, but the third thing that they said they would do would be um, to find purpose, to do more meaningful things. And there is now like true scientific evidence that says you will live eight to 10 years longer if you are doing work that connects with your purpose. 
Um, and I, I'll, I'll very much state that like for me, like my purpose uh, right now in my life is building programs and communities for people to thrive in this unpredictable world. And so I've sort of defined that as a purpose for myself, but that also doesn't mean my purpose won't change over time. Um, the challenge too is that there are myths around purpose. Um, and I actually like to, there's, there's sort of four purpose myths um, that um, I like to talk about. The, the first is I'll get a purpose when I have a cause, right? No, um, a purpose is not a cause, it's a mindset, right? Um, the second one is that, that true purpose comes as inspiration or revelation, like some sort of you know, act of God or some sort of beam of light coming down on you. Um, again, this is, a, this is a myth, right? We actually want to act first and reflect later. Purpose is a practice, right? It's not a revelation. And in fact, um, if we just get going and start to do things, um, purpose moments will start to reveal themselves like little by little. The third big myth around purpose is that only a few special people have purpose. And if you can see me, I kind of put that in, in quotation marks. Um, and this is really the most common rationalization people use to ignore their search for their own purpose. Um, but history is actually filled with tons of ordinary people that have found their purpose. When I do workshops on this topic, it's funny, I, I always put on the screen this picture of a guy, uh, a Japanese person named uh, Takeru Kobayashi. And he's famous for eating more hot dogs in what I think five or 10 minutes than anyone else on the planet. Uh, and, and again, that's the example. That guy has found his purpose and um, I would call it quite ordinary, right? In the sense that like, he's not out like saving the world, which tends to be some people's myths around like that purpose needs to be that sort of thing. Um, and then finally, uh, the big myth is, that I uh, run into people um, stuck on all the time is, that purpose is some sort of luxury, uh, that I need to make a living first. Um, and the irony is it's not just for the well-off or educated. It is a fundamental part of our lives. You know, Henry David Thoreau uh, has this quote that um, it isn't enough to be busy. Ants are busy. So the only way we're going to commit time to our purpose is if we start to steal it from someplace else. So that's to say, it's a difficult path, it's a long path, and you have to commit yourself to finding time and pursuing it. And you think in the end it's, it's important for people to do that and worth the struggle? Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, it's very obvious, right? Like, um, you, you as an individual um, know what it feels like to be happy, um, and you know what it feels like to get up every day uh, and go to work if the work you're doing doesn't make you feel that way. Um, and in between that happiness and um, that really difficult Monday morning when you're going to the job that you don't want to go to, there is like, you know, there, there is a chasm, right? There is um, a, um, a long uh, winding road for you to discover um, really who, who you are meant to be in this world. Um, but it is, it is, it is your right as much as like your opportunity to pursue that because you are unique in a way that no one else, um, when they find their purpose will be quite like yours. And if you don't 
bring your purpose out into the world, the world will have lost that unique purpose that you would have provided. Um, and what I try to do with my program is say that chasm between that crappy Monday morning of going to your soul sucking job and that feeling of happiness because you are waking up to do what is your life's purpose. We have a program to get you through that difficult part in the middle. Um, and, and it doesn't even have to be my program. It's like, there are ways to do this because these ways are all about micro experiments, small steps, um, looking at uh, how the world reacts to the different ways you engage with it as you pursue new ideas, new concepts of what you might want to do, and then having the support network to make that happen for you. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about your Project X, and I'm sure that a lot of our listeners here have now been really inspired. Um, so let's give them some practical advice and, and tell a little bit more about what, what does it look like to actually uh, participate in your project X and, and how does one get involved and what does one do? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, uh, go to yourprojectx.com Um, and if you're in New York, uh, check out the programs we're running in New York. We also run some programs in Boston and we're about to kick off a virtual program as well. Um, but, um, essentially the types of programs we offer, for instance, uh, everything we talked about today, um, has to do with, sort of what isn't being provided by the world out there. And those are the types of things that we're trying to provide for those of us on a journey to um, discover our purpose and find more fulfilling work. So for instance, when we talked about, um, you know, not having like professional development programs in our companies anymore or um, any programs that can really help us uh, grow our vision for ourselves, we have a program that's launching uh, called Social Innovation X, and it's a personal and professional development program where um, you'll meet up with us uh, for three consecutive Tuesday nights, and then we'll take you to Guatemala uh, for seven days where you'll be trained uh, in a whole new set of skills around social innovation and design thinking. Um, you'll work on the ground with uh, entrepreneurs in rural villages, um, and you'll come back uh, and we'll do a whole reflection and a number of executive coaching sessions with you, uh, all focused on like having had this sort of very transformational experience and developed a new set of professional skills. Like what does that mean for you and what you want to be in the world? So that's one type of way we're trying to sort of fill a gap that exists out there. Another way um, is with our career change program. And again, going back to um, how sort of daunting it can feel to change careers. We don't ask people to leave their jobs um, to be a part of our program. We don't want them to. So our programs meet one night a week after work for career change. Um, you, will, you will work in an environment with dozens of other people also trying to change careers. We bring all sorts of mentors in and we walk you through a process of learning these micro experiments, testing these micro experiments, engaging with the world, seeing how the world reacts so you can move forward. Um, and then finally, we run entrepreneurial programs. So these are programs for folks that um, know that their sort of calling is to launch their own business into the world. And, and once again, um, by putting you in uh, an environment with folks that are also going through this process, because entrepreneurship is very scary um, at a personal level, um, we help develop people to be entrepreneurs at a personal level at the same time we run them through the professional processes or what we call the entrepreneurial journey around uh, design thinking um, and with the types of mentors from venture capitalists to uh, bloggers and, and everyone in between. 
So all of these types of programs are available and um, we'll also be launching our first virtual program um, with this trip to Guatemala. So you'll, your three sessions will be online um, and then we'll all get together in Guatemala for seven days and then you'll have two sessions online when you come back. Um, and all of that, again, is surrounded with uh, executive coaching sessions with myself and my partner, um, as well as some visioning around um, your purpose and what you want to be in the world. Well, it sounds amazing. Um, I'm sure everyone out there wants to try it. Why, why is it so important to have that social support that you provide? I mean, I think it's just like with Ivy, right? Um, uh, learning is a lot more fun, first of all, I think, when it's uh, done with other people um, because we learn other perspectives along the way. Um, but this social support is also so necessary because everything that we're talking about doing involves fear. Um, change is scary. Change is hard because it's scary. And change is made so much easier when you have partners going through it with you. I think it's that simple. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a lot about what um, we're trying to create here at Ivy. And I think uh, there's definitely a lot of similarities, which is why we chose to work together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any um, sort of a parting piece of advice for our listeners? I think you've given a lot so far. (laughs) Um, Again, my only advice is when you get stuck looking at that sort of fork in the road of your career and maybe you're deciding between two job opportunities which is fantastic or maybe you're deciding between like the road that you're always been planning on going down from a career perspective and one where you have no idea where it's going to lead just don't get yourself stuck in that question of what I want to be when I grow up make sure you are instead like sort of reflecting or meditating on that question, who do I want to be in the world? Because anytime you focus on who you want to be and how you want to develop as a human being, I guarantee you, maybe not today and maybe not two months from now, but six months from now or one year from now, you are going to be in such better shape and so much happier for having made the decision because you focused on that question, not the what question. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Um, This was uh, Jeff Hittner with Your Project X. And uh, thank you. My pleasure. That's our show for this week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. Check us out at ivy.com for life-changing advice and gatherings and the foremost thought leaders shaping our world today. For more information about the Ivy community and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us via membership at ivy.com. Dream big and stay inspired.